Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I might sound a little different just because of the fact that I am mobile. Uh, I was trying to record uh, this past weekend, and then work caught up with me, and then I tried to record uh, this week, but uh, as I am not home recording from my normal studio, uh, you know, just getting ready for the holidays and stuff. So I'm actually recording this on my laptop uh, with just the the normal um, fucking microphone that's in there. I probably should have stolen my kid's gaming headset or some shit, but obviously I, I did not. So uh, with that, we are going to be just kind of going at it a little bit different. So if the quality of the sound isn't uh, up to snuff, uh, I do apologize. But with that, let's go ahead and start getting into our uh, the house intro, and then we'll go ahead and start getting into the main story. Uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our uh, Facebook, our Instagram, MeWe, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it may be. We're all on everything. Also, if you haven't, go ahead and subscribe to wherever you're listening to this. That is the best way to keep up with new shows as they come out. Also, if you can, leave us a review. That is the best way to help out the podcast. Uh, every review you lead us, uh, leave us, it helps people that are looking for gun-related content to find us. So, greatly appreciate any reviews. And if you do leave us a review, we are still running the swag giveaway. Uh, so, But let's go ahead and read some, some recent reviews. We've got some new reviews in. This first one uh, was just dropped last week. Uh, it says uh, it's... PRFSRP uh, says covers a deep array of topics to keep you in the know. A good casual listen. Uh, this next one is from uh, Big Red 4504. Uh, the podcast is great. It's great for people new to guns and those that have been around for a while. They give news about what's going on in the firearms world and talk about products that would be great for shooting. Definitely recommend to my range buddies. Uh, and the next one is uh, from CGOEB35. Love it. Keep doing great things. So greatly appreciate any reviews you guys leave us. It helps the podcast be discovered by new people looking for gun-related content on podcast uh, platforms. So if you can, leave us that review. Also, check out our Patreon. Anything you guys gives us is greatly appreciated. Uh, we are a go for shot show. I got my confirmation from the NSSF that uh, my... I guess you would call it my badge or whatever credentials, uh, you know, like the badge to, to, to go because you got to carry around a badge and shit has been approved. Uh, so that is a go. So we're going to be, you know, very excited to go out there and check out the new stuff that's going on. Uh, and anything that, you know, we're going to be making some contacts. Hopefully get some new people on the, uh, the podcast, look at some good new products, hopefully get some reviews in for you guys on that. So anything you guys gives us, it is great. Uh, for that stuff right there. Also, uh, I think that's actually, I think that's it. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the podcast, shall we? They mad cause I'm innocent. My lawyer's popping, they dropping the incident. Commies, I had to get rid of them. Thought you could run up on me while you're losing, I'm killing you. Hey, BLM sensitive, why are you mad? Just look at the facts instead of the race, bro. So many people are hating on Kyle, they hating on me, it's disgraceful. They calling me racist, they calling me coon, they wonder why I am an a-hole. Mr. Gray sneak dissing me instead of focusing on these fakos. But back to Kyle in this case, though. All right, let's start going and getting into our first story. The first story comes to us from the Farms blog, uh, and its title is Smith & Wesson Breaks Ground for New Tennessee Factory. We discussed this in a previous episode where they're going to be moving uh, to Tennessee. Uh, Smith & Wesson has been a brand that's been around for a long time. Uh, I believe they are initially from New Hampshire, if I remember correctly, uh, and they decided they wanted to go to a more gun-friendly state. So they are opening a new, it's like a you know million dollar facility down there in, in East Tennessee. So uh, that is awesome stuff. The fact that they actually broke ground, uh, you know, it, it's it's great stuff. I'm I'm glad to see these gun companies that are actually standing behind their morals uh, in in regards to that. And I'm glad to see Smith and Wesson uh, is is you know kind of. Not necessarily leading the way because we've seen other companies do it, you know, Remington, Magpul, uh, other companies like that. But they decided to do what is right and uh, support gun-friendly states in doing that. And also, 
I hate to say it like this, but almost kind of punishing the, you know, uh, less free states because they need to know that there's consequences for their actions. Sure. That every politician there that that's pro gun control uh, is saying, you know, we really don't need them. Uh, you know, all that kind of bullshit. But I guarantee you the people that are, you know, losing their jobs, which in most cases in, in situations like that, they offer people, you know, hey, if, if you're wanting to move to Tennessee with us, you can have your job back and stuff like that. And honestly, probably the cost of living uh, is a lot cheaper in East Tennessee than, than where it is where they were, you know, stationed. So, uh, but, you know, a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people won't do that just because they don't want to leave where they're from, things like that. So, uh, you know, it, it matters to their constituents, and I, I think these, you know, pro-gun control politicians should have that in mind whenever they're passing this bullshit and how it can affect the industries in their, you know, their, uh, you know, wherever they, they represent, you know, that, that's, that's that kind of bullshit that I'm talking about right there. This next article comes to us from Emmeland, uh, and its title is NSSF Praises Senate Bipartisan Outdoor Recreation Act. Now, what the Outdoor Recreation Act is a piece of legislation uh, that was produced by U.S. Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee Chairman Joe Manchin. Uh, he is a Democrat from West Virginia, but if you haven't been keeping up with politics, Joe Manchin uh, is a very independent-minded politician. Even though you know he is a Democrat that you know it's got a D by his name, uh, he votes for you know votes with his conscience is what it appears, uh, or you know maybe what's he could get the most out of whatever legislation, but he has been the, you know, the, the thorn in the side for some, uh, progressive policies. So I, I will say that about him, but basically what this is, uh, these, these measures includes legislation that require the U S forest service and Bureau of land management to ensure that both agencies have at least one qualifying recreational shooting range in each national forest and BLM districts. So that's awesome. Uh, you know, it's going to help people getting into the shooting sports because there's a lot of places to where, you know, you don't have the land to go shoot or you don't have a range or, you know, maybe you have a range, but you got to be a member, but, you know, don't want to pay that money or, you know, especially if you don't have the land, maybe you don't have the financial means to acquire land to shoot, uh, you know, weapons out on your property. So, that's that's great that they introduced that in here. It's going to increase the shooting experience for a lot of people uh, and make a, a safe and reliable range, you know, where the berms aren't jacked up and all the other kind of bullshit, uh, more accessible to everybody. So that's awesome. Uh, this next article comes to us from Ballistic, uh, and I just just the never-ending saga of Alec Baldwin. In uh, this title is lawsuit alleges Alec Baldwin played Russian roulette in fatal shooting. Uh, so this is a lawsuit that was filed uh, by the Russ script supervisor. And it says uh, Baldwin and other production figures uh, failed numerous safety protocols, uh, which obviously is the case because somebody was shot and then another person was killed uh, from a shooting. Uh, but they decided to play Russian roulette where he fired a gun without checking it. And without having the armor check it in his presence uh, is what that person's attorney stated. And this next article goes along with that same topic. Uh, and it is Alec Baldwin. You know, I'm sorry, this is from the Firearms blog. And its title is Alec Baldwin, Hollywood Should Hire Police to Monitor Prop Guns on Scene. Now this, you know, Alec Baldwin is a humongous piece of shit. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I liked him in 30 Rock uh, and in Beetlejuice, but that's about it. I mean, he is personally a human piece of garbage. And the fact that he is stating shit like this, and this is coming from, I am a police officer. Uh, I, you know, work in law enforcement. I'm certified. That is my full-time job. And even I don't agree with this because there have been numerous times where I have, you know, as a firearm as well in the law enforcement community, uh, I am appalled and fucking off, you know, oftentimes frightened uh, by the unsafe nature of police officers because they feel either they get lackadaisical, they get complacent, uh, or honestly, you know, in, in Alabama, you know, you only have to qualify one time a year, and that's often the only time these police officers shoot. So they don't, you know, they, they may act like they know what they're doing, but they sure as fuck don't. Um, you know, you see gun handling uh, in unsafe areas. Uh, you see, uh, you know, proper, you know, not having a proper, uh, you know, free and show clear, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
that should not be the case. I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now. Now, do you want to have like maybe people that have actual certifications uh, instead of some 24-year-old woman who claims to be a, uh, an armorer? Uh, yeah, maybe that, you know, can, can uh, you know, say a, a certified firearms instructor uh, through like a department or uh, other you know, certifying organizations. Yeah, that, that, that could be okay. But just because you're a police officer doesn't make you a firearms expert. I'll be the first one to fucking tell you. And that's coming from a cop. Uh, you know, that shouldn't be the case. And just that, that right there makes my head hurt. Uh, this next article comes to us from Ameland. Its title is Brady Campaign v. Armsless Redo. Uh, court again rejects liability claim. Now, this is important just because of the fact that Armsless is if you don't know what arms list is arms list is basically like a facebook marketplace but it's just for firearms and firearms accessories and stuff um arms list used to be an amazing thing i used to love to, to go browse through arms list um but arms list is very much under the gun of all these uh pro-gun control organizations are constantly trying to sue arms list for being an arbiter of uh, the selling of illegal gun you know of illegal, you know, not even necessarily illegal firearms, but selling of firearms to people that are prohibited by law to have them or selling of firearms to people that wish to go out and commit crimes with those firearms, which arms list has no say in doing that. You know, arms list is just a platform. So for example, the guy that uh, fucking got, uh, you know, rammed all those people at that parade in Wisconsin. I guarantee you he probably bought that gun uh, through like some sort of online ad. Uh, you know, I, I doubt that he bought that from like the Ford dealership because uh, I think it was like a Ford Escape or Expedition or some shit like that. So I doubt he bought that at a Ford dealership. So are you going to sue, uh, you know, that person? Did that online marketplace wherever he purchased that, that vehicle? knew that he was going to use that vehicle for criminal intent? No. They just provide a, a platform for it, and they make money by selling ads uh, so you can see, you know, dick enlargement pills on, on the banner beside them, uh, you know, while you're looking for whatever you're looking for on the online uh, classifieds. But, you know, I, I will say arms list, uh, you know, I don't use them anymore really just because of the fact that now it's like a membership you have to pay. Uh, to post anything on there. I think you even have to pay to, yeah, you got to pay to, to respond to the, to the ads and stuff. Um, which I, you know, I understand arms list is a business, um, because of the, you know, target that's on their back from these pro gun control group groups. Uh, apologies. Just, just had a little belch there. I, I'm recording this early in the fucking morning. So that way I can try and, and get this out and, and edited and all that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I understand arms list is a business. They have to make money. Uh, so, you know, I understand that maybe the dick enlargement pills don't want to be advertised on arms list anymore just because of the fact that, you know, they don't want to be associated with that. Uh, you know, I, I understand it. It still just sucks just because, you know, I grew, grew up, you know, in the farms and, you know, community with arms list being free. And I used to browse there, you know, at least once a day while I'm shitting. Uh, and seeing if there's anything that's cool, that's a, you know, great price. I've gotten some great deals from armsless man. Um, but again, it's just not available there anymore. Uh, but in regards to this, uh, the plaintiff Richard Weber on behalf of the estate of Sarah Schmidt, uh, who was involved in a, uh, shooting where, you know, Schmidt was shot and killed by her estranged husband who was at the time prohibited under federal Wisconsin law for possessing a firearm, but he allegedly bought the gun from a private individual through an advertisement posted to arms list is what their lawsuit is claiming. Uh, you know, again, arms list had no idea about that. And honestly, they need to be going after the individual that sold him this weapon just because of the fact that, you know, it, you're not required to do a background check, but you are required to use common sense. So like if, uh, you know, you see somebody in a prison uniform, uh, that just escaped from jail and he responds to your, your on, online ad, you know, uh, you to use common sense. Hey, this motherfucker's got a prison uniform. Uh, he looks like that motherfucker that I saw on the news last night that just escaped from prison. Probably don't need to sell him this gun kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just, you know, just use fucking common sense. It's, it's terrible what happened, but arms list, you know, there's no way they could have known. There's nothing that arms list could have done. Uh, to prevent this, besides, besides from just ceasing to exist. So, 
they just need to fucking get over themselves. Now, something that is huge that has happened in the news since the last episode uh, is the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Now, uh, I'm going to say that Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, of course, I believe 100% it was self-defense. Um, did I think it was smart for a 17-year-old kid to, you know, I'm not saying he didn't have no right to be out in Kenosha because his father uh, lived there and actually he worked as a lifeguard there. Um, but was it smart for a 17-year-old to be out and all that mess? Um, just like the same with the, the people that he killed, even though they were pieces of shit in themselves, was it smart for them to be out into that, uh, you know, the riots and all that kind of stuff? No, it, you know, the same could be, you know, everybody, what the mainstream media is saying about Kyle and what the mainstream media, uh, you know, and, and the progressives on social media and all that kind of stuff, the exact same things could be said about those victims that he shot. Uh, and I, I say victims just because that is the the technical term, uh, but they were pieces of shit. So I'm I'm not you know the world really isn't at a huge loss uh, that they're been eliminated from the gene pool, but uh, I'm telling you the reaction uh, is insane, and I'm going to talk about some of the stuff. But uh, you know the lessons learned from Kyle Rittenhouse case is uh, a title from an MLN article, uh, and there's a lot of things. Um, the Second Amendment is a failsafe. In the case of uh, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, the Second Amendment was a failsafe for the failures of the state and local government to keep law and order, which is true. Uh, you know, Kyle, you know, there's there's numerous pictures and video of him uh, before the actual shooting had occurred where he was out in Kenosha and he was cleaning up graffiti and stuff like that. I mean, Kyle, like I said, he works there. His dad lived there. Uh, you know, everybody says he's crossing state lines. I mean, he lived, his mother, which is where his permanent residence was, uh, was 21 miles away from Kenosha. Uh, the piece of shit who had his bicep eviscerated, uh, he lived 51 miles away from Kenosha. Even though it's in the same state, uh, you know, it's, it's fucking, you know, he had to travel more to Kenosha to do what he did than what Kyle had to do. Um, and then not only that, like I said, Kenosha is where Kyle's dad lived. It's where he worked. He was taking pride in his community and that's why he was there. He was there to help clean. Uh, and you know, he did want to help protect some of the businesses, uh, that were, you know, out there and, and Kyle did an amazing job in doing what he did. Honestly, uh, probably any other 17 year old kid would have been in that same situation. They just would have started spraying and praying, you know, uh, but Kyle, you know, he didn't do that. He was very, you know, under control of his own emotions and actions in regards to the shooting that night. Uh, so the Second Amendment is a failsafe for, you know, the government failing to protect property and lives, which is absolutely 100% true. Uh, just because illegal doesn't make it smart. Now, that's the one thing I'm saying in regards to uh, what happened? Is the middle of a riot a place for a 17-year-old high school student? No, just because of the fact that anything can happen. Uh, it could have gone a lot worse for Kyle. He could have fucking ended up dead himself. Uh, there was somebody that was attacking him with a skateboard, which we just saw this past week where somebody was hit with a skateboard uh, in in the Midwest, right there in that same area. I don't, it wasn't Wisconsin, but it was right there in the Midwest. I think it was Chicago for some reason. Is that you know that's the place that's coming to mind. But where somebody was hit with a, a, a skateboard and it ended up fucking killing him. So the guy that was attacking him with a skateboard could have very well killed Kyle. Uh, there was, you know, this, the, the spaghetti arm guy. Uh, you know, he had a fucking gun. He very well could have killed Kyle. Uh, and, you know, and he admitted in his own testimony at the trial that he was chasing him down. That he was not fired at until he raised his gun at Kyle. So this very well could have turned out very poorly for Kyle. And it would have been uh, very much a tragedy for a mother to have to bury her 17-year-old son because he decided to interject himself in those situations. I always tell people the best self-defense fight is one that you never get yourself into. Uh, you know, if, if I'm not going to retreat if the lives of, of my friends and family are in danger. But if it's just myself uh, and I'm, you know, running away from somebody that that's trying to uh, spray paint and then they end up pulling up, you know, spray paint like something on, on, on my sidewalk or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, then they pull out a gun after I confront them about it. I'm going to fucking run just because 
hey, it's spray paint, dude. I can hit it with my power washer. Uh, now, if somebody's you know trying to break into my car and steal it, and I, and I had this uh, heard this discussion uh, as well. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you work really hard for your money. Uh, that takes away time from you. Like I'm, you know, every time I'm at work, that's time I could very well be you know spending with family, with friends, uh, doing something else that gives me great enjoyment. Um, even though I do my job. But, uh, you know, I, that was money that I spent taking away from that. Uh, and, you know, that's why I think, you know, is somebody, you know, when somebody says, well, was that piece of property worth somebody's life? Yeah, because that piece of property cost certain amount of time of somebody's life. So that's just a good bit of uh, argument that you could say to somebody. Uh, it was the that that was the best way that I could put that in words. I heard that from somebody else. And I'm going to, I'm going to give it to uh, Jeremy Paz Derek from the We Like Shooting Show. Uh, that's one of my other uh, podcasts that I like to listen to a lot. Um, but he put it best and I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Uh, he mentioned that. And I definitely, so like I said, that was the best way somebody's put it in words that I could think of. Uh, so anyway, going on to the next thing says, you know, get training and practice just because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm shocked that, like I said, Kyle uh, only shot as many times as he did. Uh, if it was somebody else, uh, very much so in a different mindset of, oh, shit, you know, what's going on? Uh, they'd just be spraying and praying. And then, honestly, he very well might have been charged with, you know, reckless endangerment, stuff like that. Uh, preparation isn't just guns and ammo. Very much so. Uh, Kyle had uh, a medical bag on him. Uh, he had some medical training. Um, you know, there was some claims that he said that, you know, he was an EMS or EMT certified. He wasn't EMT certified. He had some medical training in regards to his lifeguard position. Uh, but having life-saving equipment there, tourniquets, chest seals, pressure bandages, stuff like that, uh, that is important. Also, have plans for the aftermath uh, because of the fact that, you know, if some, you know Kyle's life is changed forever. Uh, he has been targeted by the president saying that he's a white supremacist. He's been targeted by numerous organizations, news medias, uh, stuff like that. Uh, this is going to be life altering for him. And he's barely just begun his life. Uh, so definitely have plans for something afterwards. Uh, you know, I, I know buddies, you know, that after, you know, all this stuff, like with uh, Ferguson and whatnot, they, you know, they have plans that if, if something happened on duty, uh, where, you know, they might have to, uh, you know, be in this national spotlight, they have plans for their family to go, uh, to another place. So that way they're safe and they don't have to worry about them. And that way they can more focus on what's going on for them, stuff like that. And also local elections matter. Uh, that is a huge thing. I, I've said this before, uh, local elections are, a huge local elections are going to affect you more than most national elections, just because of the fact local elections are for the people that you're going to see every day that is going to affect you. Like, for example, this district attorney in Kenosha, uh, this was such a bad case. He didn't even do it himself. He had one of his assistant district attorneys do this case. And this guy was a fucking idiot. If you watched any of the trial, uh, it was bad. It was so bad. Um, and it was just, it was hard to watch, even for me. Um, so just, you know, all that stuff is very important. It matters. And this is something that I would, you know, recommend you just have it in your thought process. Also, second, uh, self-defense insurance. Uh, we had a, um, a podcast episode a while ago about that. Definitely check it out. Uh, and, I was talking about earlier when we started talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. It's just some of the reactions. Uh, it's just mind-blowing what these people are saying. Uh, you know, we have seen where people have talked about and said that they thought that it was, uh, you know, white supremacy or racism uh, for Kyle Rittenhouse to get out and, and be found not guilty, even though he himself is white and the three victims that he had shot and killed are white. Uh, you know, it had nothing to do with race. Um you know, and this Newsweek article is just kind of a show of how ridiculous they are. Uh, 
Uh, and this Newsweek article title is Buy Firearms and Form Christian Militias. Far right reacts to Rittenhouse verdict. That is insanity. Uh, I've never heard of anybody said form Christian militias. Now, I've heard plenty of people say buy firearms, but that was mainly just because of the fact that the governments could not protect their citizens and their property in last year's, uh, you know, riots and things like that. And uh, this next, well, I'm sorry, that's the next another uh, story. But, you know, you, you've seen it. Uh, it's all over social media. Uh, you know, people have said this is white privilege, all this other kind of stuff, and it, it's just absolute nonsense. Let's go on into the next story. This story actually comes to us from Fox News, uh, and this is something that I want to just kind of talk about, uh, just because, and we've talked about it a little bit before, but it's kind of gaining traction more so in the national media, and I want to make sure uh, people are aware of kind of what's going on. And his title is Republicans Warn. ATF taking giant leap toward a federal firearm registry. Uh, now it's saying admin admin uses political rev, uh, leverage to encroach on constitutional right. GOP congressman says, and now basically what this is is uh, any time that a FFL closes uh, within, I think it's like ten or twenty years, uh, you know, all those forty four seventy threes that you fill out in background checks have to be sent to the ATF, and it there is a law that says. The ATF cannot digitize those for any reason whatsoever. And the reason they, they can't make it a searchable database, basically. Uh, and that's what the ATF wants to do, obviously. They want to make it a searchable base because, uh, you know, and I've talked about it in e tracing and stuff like that, where if somebody wants to look and see, hey, uh, who bought this gun? Uh, in 2002, uh, it was sent from you know the manufacturer to your shop. Uh, that shop is closed. We have to go through this huge warehouse and look through all these 4473s. Uh, it's a pain in the ass, but it's kind of one of those things that we've discussed previously. All right, I'm back. My bad. I had to open my car door just for a little bit because I needed some privacy uh, out here with the you know the fam and, and traveling and all that stuff. And uh, I forgot my key was in there, so it started dinging. So I had to stop it and restart it. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, as we've seen before with the, you know, progressives and the pro-gun control crowd is that you give them an uh, inch and they're going to take them out. Give them a finger, they'll take the whole hand. Uh, you know, they're trying to say this as it's a, uh, you know, safety or time, you know, saving convenience, but... We've seen that we give them something in regards to what may sound like good logic at the time, and then they end up using that thing to intrude on our Second Amendment rights even further. Uh, this next article, uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, there was one other thing in reference to Kyle Rittenhouse, and I just want to throw this out here just because I thought it was fucking insane. Is MSNBC getting banned from the trial? Now, uh, I just wanted to throw this out here just because of the fact that it's, again, uh, kind of talking about especially mainstream media, uh, and how much so that they are, honestly, the media is the enemy. I mean, the media is the one that attempts to uh, skew a story, skew a narrative to make people think what they want them to think. Uh, now, what happened was, is this reporter from MSNBC said he was ordered by his uh, producer from New York to follow the juror's bus. Uh, and now this, you know, is such a thing to where there's like juror secrecy and stuff. If you look at all the footage from the Rittenhouse uh, trial, there was never a camera pointing at the jury. Uh, that's because, you know, especially a high profile case like this, they wanted to make sure that the jurors were safe. And actually, towards the end of the trial, uh, two jurors ended up having to be relieved and replaced by their alternates just because of the fact that they were afraid to, you know, reach a verdict because they're afraid of reprisals. Um, but this guy from MSNBC followed the jury bus because they were, you know, they they were not sequestered, so they didn't like have to stay at a hotel or something. They were able to go home every night. But they met at uh, one place. Uh, they loaded up on a bus that you know had like covered windows, and they were driven to the courthouse to where uh, they could you know be entered in through the courthouse uh, secretly. So the uh, 
guy was ordered by his production manager for some reason to take a picture of the jury and MSNBC was banned from the courthouse. I just wanted to, to throw it out there just because the whole absurdity of everything with this Kyle Rittenhouse trial, uh, we've heard, you know, if, if you kept up with it, I kept up with it pretty religiously just because of the fact that this was a second amendment mandate in my mind, especially for self-defense. Um, and it turned out just the way it was supposed to have done, uh, just the way it was supposed to be. And, and, and constitutionally, uh, from the founders thoughts in my mind. And, uh, like I said, it, the media is the enemy. They are going to twist and skew a narrative to make people think they want them to think. And what's really sad is that there's people out there uh, that still just trust mainstream media as their own, uh, you know, source for news. And that's what they're going to believe just because of the fact that that is the narrative that they're going on to the next thing. Uh, again, talking about how mainstream media uh, is the enemy. This next article is from Emmaland and it's titled Defeat the Lies of Gun Control with Facts. And the very first thing it talks about is MSNB host Nicole Wallace went on a rant that targeted conservative media and the Second Amendment. It was one that Second Amendment supporters should pay some heed to, even though Wallace these days is a little more than a Beltway version of Regina George. That's the first paragraph. Uh, but how do you fight back with the facts? So let's talk about some of the facts. Is uh, the latest FBI stats in 2020, a total of 455 homicides were carried out with rifles, with another 203 carried out by shotguns. To put that in perspective, uh, personal weapons, i.e., hands, fist, feet, basically anything other besides a uh, a foreign object, something that is already on your body, uh, killed 662 people more than rifles. So that's not a 600, you know, 662 people. Uh, that is, you know, more than what fire, you know, rifles and shotguns killed people. Uh, handguns and firearms stated, uh, not type or type, not stated, were used in 802, 8,000. God damn, I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, caffeine still has not kicked in. Uh, 8,209 uh, deaths and 4,863, uh, 4,863 homicides. So there's roughly 150 million handguns in the United States, according to the NRA ILA, which means that 0.0054% of handguns were used in homicides or one in, oh my God, uh, it's going to be hard for me to, it's a lot of numbers. Look this up. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of numbers. Um, so there's just a lot of facts that you can use to dispel these gun control narratives, especially it is the season. So you might be going with your family to Thanksgiving like I am, and you might have that pro, that one pro-gun control relative that's going to be there that's going to talk to you, especially since Kyle Rittenhouse is just done with. Uh, that is still kind of hot topic news. Uh, you never know. You might want to have these facts in your pocket so that way you can uh, you know, defend your ideas with good, solid facts. Uh, the next article is also is from Amelan, and its title is Marion Webster Wokeness Betrays Founders Principle on Language and Guns. So basically, uh, if you look at uh, the Merriam Webster uh, that while delivering highly charged testimony during the homicide of Kyle Rittenhouse broke down, sobbing while blah, 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 blah. Um, ah, shit, man. There is a redefinition of assault weapon. So uh, the Merriam-Webster basically changed the definition of assault weapon uh, to kind of go along with the pro-gun control narrative. It's the main gist of the article. There's a whole lot of stuff in there. I'm not necessarily, you know, pertinent uh, for this podcast. Uh, something else I want to talk about. Uh, this article comes from Maryland, and it's titled Silicon Valley Targets a Gun Manufacturer. Uh, now, we obviously know that uh, if you are in tech, uh, the majority of the people in tech are going to be very, very, very progressive. So uh, what happened is Instagram's actions towards an Ohio-based uh, firearms manufacturer, uh, High Point Firearms, and of course, High Point doesn't have the huge you know, resources, say, that Springfield, Glock, Smith & Wesson, SIG might have. Uh, but Instagram goes after a post that is five years old. Uh, that's what happened is they went after a uh, post by High Point that was five years old and they ended up dinging High Point, High Point for it. So, you know, High Point, uh, you know, 
it's got like a it's got a lot of notoriety in the fact that a lot of people like to make fun of it, but it doesn't necessarily have the the fanboys that say like Glock or HK have. Um, but in, you know the fact that they're going back and looking at something that's five years old, it's been perfectly fine for five years, and all of a sudden tech is going to say no, you can't have this, and then they ended up uh, dinging High Point social media. Uh, that just goes to show what we have to fight against. And, and honestly, nobody can run a business nowadays without social media. Uh, I believe I've, I've said this before, but if you don't have a Facebook f- or, or an Instagram, like if, if you're like a lawn company or uh, auto detailing shop, something like that, you know, you have, to, and not only just those particular businesses, you have to have some sort of social media present. So that way people don't think that you are a scam, especially in this world of technology. There's so many scammers out there. Uh, you have to have a social media presence. And the fact that, you know, these, you know, Silicon Valley companies are going after the Second Amendment companies like that. Uh, it, it just goes to show that they want to shut it down altogether. Uh, this next article comes to us from Emmeland. Uh, oral arguments in Second Amendment case show Supreme Court justices split. This is true. Uh, so now, when I talked to you in the last podcast, they were just going over uh, the New York Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin uh, was you know presented on the third. I listened to you know some of the highlights, and I've gone back and listened to all. I think it's like two hours of the Oregon arguments. Might be a little bit longer, might have been a little bit less. Um, but you can definitely tell which justices are on what side based on who's asking questions and what questions they're asked. Um, I definitely think that it was, it's going to be a majority in favor of the New York Rifle and Pistol Association. Now, the extension of their their decision. I don't know what that will be. Uh, it's like I tell people, this could be all the way up to, um, you know, constitutional carry across the country, or it could just mean that every state shall become a may issue state. So you either have to say yes or no. And if you say no, you have to give a reason why. Uh, so I, I'm very curious as to what this is going to, to entail scope wise. Uh, but if you listen to the whole oral arguments, which are available at the, uh, Supreme court, uh, website, um, you know, it, you definitely can tell who believes in what, uh, and it's just crazy. Now this next article comes to us from ABC seven. Uh, and this is a local news site out of DC. And its title is Police Officer 2500 for Tips About Illegal Firearms in D.C. 5,000 more if it's a ghost gun. Now, I wanted to throw this out here just because of the fact that, you know, I'm from Texas. Uh, I got a lot of uh, liberal family members, uh, especially on one side of my family, you know, that still live in Texas. And, um, you know, with the abortion bill that was passed not too long ago in Texas, this was a huge source of contention uh, for the abortion bill, because basically what it did is it gave private citizens that basically snitched on people that got illegal abortions, financial incentive to do so. Uh, and that was, uh, I personally think as well, that was a huge, uh, a huge thing just because of the fact that uh, it could violate, you know, you, if you are a private citizen, you have no expectations to uphold pe- you know, people's rights to privacy. Uh, but if you're a law enforcement officer, you do. Um, so people that are, have no constitutional expectation uh, to uphold people's right to privacy can get more information than a police officer. And, uh, that, you know, that's, that's kind of the issue with it. But now here you have the D.C. police doing the same thing about firearms in D.C. Uh, you know, uh, we gone through this before with Heller v. D.C., uh, where, you know, D.C. is about as pro-gun control as you can get. And they have attempted to trample on our constitutional rights at any given time. And D.C. is a place where it attracts a lot of tourists. A lot of people go to D.C. so that way they can see the nation's capital, see the monuments and stuff like that. Uh, You have someone that may be a law-abiding citizen that is going to D.C. to visit 
Um, they have a constitution, you know, they have a, a, a concealed carry permit. Uh, maybe, you know, they aren't very up on the reciprocity, but in their mind, they are following every law that they can. Uh, now, obviously, you can't, you know, carry a concealed weapon inside the White House. Uh, but, you know, walking around D.C., maybe the National Mall, uh, going to see Arlington, things like that. Uh, you know, th there is no expectation that, that person is going to go out and, and you know, hurt people. Uh, whereas if you see someone trying to carry a gun into the White House, uh, it kind of narrows down what they have in mind, what they're going to do, um, especially in today's politically charged times. But uh you are just walking down. You see somebody printing a handgun. He's a tourist coming from out of state. He has a concealed carry permit. But because because of D.C.'s draconian gun laws, uh, this person now could get $2,500 just for telling on that person. Um, or, you know, same thing like with a housekeeper. If you are there staying in a hotel, that housekeeper can get money now for doing that. But even though you have a right to privacy in your hotel room, uh, the housekeeper can violate those rights because, you know, they're not, you know, law enforcement. Anyway, I, I just want to throw this out here just kind of as a comparison. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. And, you know, what's good for thee but not for me, especially in regards to progressives. Now, here's something else uh, that has absolutely given me a headache. So while driving uh, for this, uh, you know, family get-together stuff, um, my fiance, she loves to listen to NPR for some ungodly reason. Uh, and I actually listened to this interview for a good bit, unfortunately. Uh, this comes to us from NPR, and it's titled, Former Gun Industry Insider Explains Why He Left to Fight for the Other Side. Uh, now, this is a book from somebody that used to be a, uh, used to work for Kimber. His name is Ryan Buse. This guy, holy hell. His interview was just, it was mind-numbing. Uh, basically, all he was doing in there was trashing the NRA, uh, you know, trashing Wayne Lampierre, which fuck Wayne Lampierre, don't really care. Uh, trashing the gun industry for advertising uh, as tactical, uh, you know, all this other kind of shit, man. It was just absolutely insane. This guy's fucking written a book. Uh, go out there and do God's work and leave like a ton of shit reviews for this guy's book just because this guy is a humongous piece of shit. Um, he ended up working at Kimber about the same time Kimber's quality control really fucking fell. Uh, so I'm sure he probably is, is part of the reason for that uh, because he was pretty high up there. Can't remember his exact position. Um, but yeah, he, he, this guy's a piece of shit. So... Just to be aware of this, I guarantee you this is something that they are going to use against us uh, saying, you know, oh, well, somebody who's working in the firearms industry is now pro-gun control. What, what do you think about that? He saw the light. This guy's a piece of shit. Uh, and then the last article I'm going to be talking about, I just want to throw this out here just because I thought this was really cool. Uh, this comes to us from Amelan, and its title is American, Asso um, American Suppressor Association Launches Educational Video Series. Now, I think this is awesome. Uh, we've had uh, uh, the gentleman from Silencer uh, Shop that was actually on, he's on the board for the American Suppressor Association. Uh, and, you know, they're putting out educational videos about suppressors, uh, you know, because there's a lot of misconception uh, around suppressors. A lot of people think they're illegal. A lot of people think that they're a lot quieter than what they actually are. Uh, so I think these educational videos are awesome. Uh, if you have somebody that's interested in firearms or is just getting into firearms, maybe shoot them a link to some of these videos just because of the fact that it can be really educational and help dispel some of the myths and rumors uh, around suppressors. Uh, and the last thing I'm going to talk about in regard to um, the main segment is I just want to give a shout out to my buddy Jeff from Armed Asian. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, he went on the uh, – I don't know if it's We Like Shooting or, or what, but uh, he went on with Sean Heron, who is the uh, president for the Farms Radio Network and the main host of We Like Shooting. Uh, and he had a debate with Colian Noir. So if you aren't familiar with what happened, is uh, Big Daddy Unlimited uh, is a gun company out of Florida. Uh, they try to, you know, they're trying to become a, a big online retailer. Um, they've done a couple shitty things. They've basically copied... Uh, 
the um, tr- the trigger that is going on. Uh, I believe it's rare breed trigger, uh, and they they've basically copied it. You know, they're being sued for copyright infringement. And then recently, we talked about it. Is Big Daddy Unlimited uh, came out and participated in a gun buyback with their local police department. Now, since then, Big Daddy Unlimited has released kind of like some bullshit statements. They've gone on a couple of real soft interviews uh, and said that, you know, we were going out there to try and promote gun safety. We were going to give out, you know, gun locks and and gun safes and shit like that. We didn't know it was going to be a gun buyback. Um, And once we found out what it was, we asked them to not, uh, you know, promote us. But they were on the actual PD's flyer for the gun buyback as one of the main sponsors. So I think there's a lot of bullshit in regards to that explanation. Um, anyway, so Armed Asian uh, kind of called him out on it. Uh, Coleon Noir uh, is supposedly a friend of Big Daddy Unlimited's, and he, you know, invited him on for an interview, didn't really ask him any hard questions. Um, but you know, Colin Noir basically said, you know, Hey, like, you know, armed Asian, if you want to debate about this, come on my podcast, Jeff's like, no, come on your podcast, but I'll go on to like a third party's podcast. So that way we can kind of talk it out. Uh, you know, Jeff did really well holding his own. Um, he was very civil about it. I definitely think he could have gone a little bit harder, but he did really great, uh, for trying to be, uh, civil and not just be, you know, a shouting match to where nobody, you know, gets any, um, any, points across and stuff like that. So I thought that was really good. I just definitely wanted to give my friend uh, Jeff uh, from Armed Asian a shout out in regards to that, just because that was a, a big thing. And with that, let's go ahead and start getting on into the Gun Gear News and Reviews. So now this podcast is going to be released uh, Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, And with that, there's going to be a lot of Black Friday deals going on this week. And I wanted to talk about, really want to talk about a couple new products, but also going to be talking about a lot of deals that are coming up. Let's go and get the new products out of the way. The first product is going to be Smith & Wesson releases a M&P 10 millimeter 2.0. I think this is good. Uh, one thing that I really liked about this is that Smith & Wesson appears to have finally gotten rid of that stupid fucking hitch trigger. Uh, I love my Smith & Wesson MP Pro 1.0, but the uh, trigger, I, I just fucking hate it. I, I'm not a huge fan of that, that weird hinge safety trigger. Um, it doesn't move. I don't know if it just doesn't move well for my fat fingers or whatever, uh, but it seems like they got a different trigger on here. It is a uh, flat face trigger design. So that is pretty cool. I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, The next thing I want to talk about is uh, a new dump pouch that my buddy Chad from Flatline Fiber Co. has come out with. Um, It is, you know, Chad, he is an amazing dude. Uh, He, you know, started from humble beginnings and now he's quit his full-time job and he's doing the Flatline Fiber Co. full-time, which is awesome. And not only, like I said, he's just a really nice guy. Uh, I've talked about his ear pro wraps. I have a couple pairs of his ear pro wraps. I see him all the time in people's videos. Whenever they're doing shooting on the range, I always point out, hey, nice ear pro wraps. Uh, and he's come out with a new mag pouch. Now, the mag pouch is really cool just because of the fact that it is attached to like a flat piece of molly that can go underneath like some mag pouches on your battle belt or your... Uh, you know, your chest rig or your vest or whatever it may be. Uh, and it rolls up nice and tight. And what I thought was really neat about it is that it's got pouches on the inside of the pouch. So, you know, instead of just throwing some mags inside your dump pouch, you can put the mags inside like these little spandex pouches that are inside the main pouch and not have them just, just you know, wiggling around in there all the time. The price isn't bad. It's $55. Uh, and it comes in different colors. Of course, I'm going to be all about that OD Ranger green. Uh, but it is really fucking cool. Uh, I was going to order it, but then my fucking washer broke down the same day. So I had to go get a new washer. 
Uh, but I'm definitely be getting one of these mag pouches. I mean, my own fucking money. So check out Flatline Fiber Co. Check out this mag pouch. It's really fucking cool. That's going to be it for the actual uh, products. But let's talk about some Black Friday sales that are going on. Uh, Black Friday sale, uh, they're going to be some cool, you know, some nice gun safes. Uh, I know Academy. And I'm kind of disappointed uh, in regards. I'm sorry, it's not actually Academy. Uh, it's Tractor Supply. But I'm actually kind of disappointed in uh, Academy's Black Friday sales because there's really not that many firearms Black Friday sales from Academy. Uh, there wasn't honestly even a whole lot from like Cabela's or Bass Pro. I don't know if it's because they didn't want to because like last year, uh, you know, they normally have a bunch of ammo deals, but they had like Academy had to take it out of their main ad just because of the fact that uh, they weren't able to get the ammo in. So I don't know maybe if they didn't want to be burned again like that. So they might have some deals that aren't advertised. But, you know, the they did have some firearms advertised as uh, Black Friday sales, but uh, they just weren't nothing spectacular. Um, there is, you know, just throwing this out here, Anderson AR-15 lower with lower parts kits installed. Uh, Sportsman Guide Club Bucks earn $15 for every $75 spent site-wide. Uh, you got some STS imports from Grab-A-Gun. Uh, those are those bullpup shotguns. Uh, loopholes having a big Friday, uh, Black Friday deal where they're having 20% off dry duffel bags, uh, and soon for optics, uh, Horus, uh, targeting innovations having 25 or a 20% off sale, uh, tree stands. Um, let's see what else we got. Here's a bunch of shit, man. Uh, I was mentioning gun safes. Um, uh, tractor supply is having like, I think it's a 48 gun safe, uh, from Canon for $5.99. That's a great deal. Silence to Co. is uh, having a, a humongous sale with a free suppressor su promotion. And what that is, uh, is basically uh, in order to qualify for a free Warlock 2, customers must spend at least $5.99 before tax. And you can actually receive a free Octane 9 or 45 uh, if you require, if you spend $7.99 before tax. So that's actually a really good fucking deal. Uh, the Octane is MSRP 624 and the Warlock is 323 uh, they got that deal going on. Uh, let's go on into the next article. Palmetto State. Palmetto State's got a 16-inch 5.56 mid-length AR kit, 479. They got their PSAK 47 uh, on sale right now. They got a uh, complete Toolcraft Nitrate BCG for 69. Uh, and then they have uh, Gen 2 PMAG 30 rounds for 1230. And you also have Brownells doing a really good deal where you get a free $25 gift card for every $100 gift card deal that you get. Uh, and then you can also get a $30 off for a $300 coupon code RTC. They have the FM15 Zukov, which is a gas piston uh, AR, which is really nice. Uh, Air Precision uh, has some blem lowers. Uh, primary Arms. Uh, they're having uh, a sale where you save 12% with code SAVE12. Uh, that'll probably be going on into Black Friday. Uh, you also have uh, LA Police Gear. They normally have a 20% off deal. AR500 uh, AR Armor has a 20% off site-wide with coupon code BLKNOV. Facts and Farms. <coughs> oh, shit. Excuse me. Facts and Farms also had another really great deal. A bunch of, um, a bunch of bundled deals with their M&P... Uh, 9mm web, um, barrels, uh, get like a free comp with them and stuff like that. It was a really good deal. It's like, I think it was like under $200. Uh, Safari Land, uh, they hadn't announced the sale, but normally they run a sale every now and then. But those are some of the big ones. Uh, so definitely be looking out for that. Uh, be also looking out on our social media. We post a lot of deals on our social media. Uh, so also anytime that you buy something from a link on our social media, uh, we get a little bit of affiliate commission sales. That's another way, great way to help out the podcast. So be looking out on our social media as well. And that's going to end the Gun Gear News interviews. Now in the gun culture segment, we're going to be talking about a pretty cool movie that's actually based on a real historical event, and it's available on Netflix if you want to watch it, and that is called The Siege of Jadaville. 
or Jed Jed Dutville. Anyway, uh, it's about a battle involving an Irish UN peacekeeper company uh, that occurred in 1961 during the Congo crisis. Now, being a, based on a true story in 1961, there is a lot of cool, uh, a lot of cool historical firearms in this. It's actually a really good movie. I'd recommend you go go and watch it. Uh, some of the pistols in there, they have a Walther P38, uh, which is, of course, what some of the UN troops are using. They also have some Browning High Powers, uh, which is what some of the Irish uh, you know, troops were using. And, of course, being in the 60s, and especially being in Africa, they have a lot of cool FNFALs in there uh, being used by the Congolese as well as the Irish troops. Uh, there's also some Lee Enfields. Uh, some of the, uh, you know, I guess lower enlisted, um, you know, marksmen, uh, marksmen, soldiers, whatever, well, I'm drawing up snipers, uh, are using. Uh, you also have some Mauser rifles that the Congolese are using. Uh, you also have what's really cool, a Carl Gustav M45. Now, basically, this is like a kind of a, uh, modern version of the grease gun from World War II, but it's pretty cool. Uh, very cool looking in there. You also had a MAT-49, uh, another kind of submachine gun uh, used in there. You also had the uh, Franchi, the, the Frankie LF-57 uh, used by some of the mercenaries in the Congolese. Uh, you also had a Vigner, Vigner, Vigneran. I, I just... Still early in the morning here. Um, uh, M2s, which is another submachine gun. Uh, but also you had a Bren MK1, uh, which is used by the Irish troops. This is a very cool old uh, light, uh, you know, crew-served weapon. Magazine fed through the top. Uh, it, it's very cool looking. Uh, it's in there. Uh, you also had a Browning M2 HB that is used by some of the Congolese. Uh, a lot, like I said, man, like if you're a history nerd like me, um, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. There's a Browning M1919. Uh, you also had a, a Dishka heavy machine gun. Uh, you had an FN MAG 58. Like I said, a lot of cool historical guns in there. You even had an old Vickers uh, machine gun uh, mounted on a Land Rover. So this is a very cool uh, very cool historical battle type movie. Uh, you know, if you, you know, have a, a dad or uncle or some shit like that, that doesn't really talk, but likes to watch old movies, uh, especially like old war movies and stuff like, you know, some shit with John Wayne or whatever, maybe see if you can uh, expand his horizons a little bit and throw this on Netflix and see if he likes it or not. Uh, so with that, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping up the show and I hope you guys enjoyed this one, even though the audio might have sucked a good bit. Again, I greatly appreciate you listening. <coughs> Fuck, man to uh, another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I hope you guys have an amazing Thanksgiving. I hope it is felt with just, you know, love from your family, uh, you know, a lot of good feelings. I hope you get to see some people that you haven't seen in a while. Even if you don't have family that you go to, I hope you have a good Friendsgiving, uh, is, I think is the term for it, where you just get out with some friends that maybe uh, don't have family as well that can go to Thanksgiving with, or maybe they're, you know, cross country and they can't go see their family for Thanksgiving. I hope you guys have a great one. I hope you guys pick up some cool shit on Black Friday. Uh, you know, like I said, be paying attention on our social media for good deals for Black Friday. Uh, we are on Instagram. Facebook is where we mainly post, but we also have a MeWe, Twitter, TikTok. Also, if you hand can go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this and also leave us a review. Uh, once you leave us a review, shoot us a screenshot of the review that you left. Once it hit, uh, we will ask for your, you know, your address and details and shit, and we will send you out some free stuff. And also, uh, go ahead and check out our Patreon. Anything you guys give us, it goes directly into the podcast. And we greatly appreciate anything you guys give us. Shot Show coming up. Um, you know, we could really use uh, anything that you guys could give us, even if it's just a dollar. Uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, but, you know, 
that is a good way. We're going to be coming out with uh, some page, and I know I kept, I've said this for several times, uh, probably in the beginning of the new year, we're going to be having some uh, Patreon-sponsored uh, content where it's only exclusive to Patreon, uh, but it's definitely, details will be coming out in reference to that. And until then, I hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving on Keep On Enjoying the 2A Lifestyle. <laughs>